The Ambitious Radio Network. Conversations with ambitious entrepreneurs and thought leaders. Are you an entrepreneur, startup junkie, or just someone interested in improving their leadership skills? If you're looking to be motivated, inspired, and uncover what it takes to get to the next level, listening to Ambitious Radio will be well worth the investment of your time. We have weekly engaging conversations with today's most influential thought leaders and entrepreneurs as they discuss their successes, failures, tipping points, and other priceless information that you can apply immediately after listening. Now, here's your host, Doug Parker. All right, we're back on the Ambitious Radio Network, and today we've got Tabitha Cogro with us. She said that if I wanted to pronounce it in Spanish, that's how I would do it. But uh, anyway, she is a full-time certified elementary school teacher and owner of her own curriculum design business. Her present passion is exploring how to visually promote her businesses through her iPhone, which is really interesting in this day and age. In May of 2016, she created a smartphone marketing school, a blog, and a membership site to share her iPhone design techniques with fellow business owners. Welcome to the show, ma'am. How are you? I am great, Doug. Thank you so much for having me, and I'm very, very impressed with your Spanish skills so far. Well, I tell you what, that's that's almost the extent of it. I mean, I got a couple other things, <laughs> uno más cerveza por favor. I mean, there's a few things like that that I can say, but that's about it. Um, but with that being said, you know, tell us just a little bit about yourself. I mean, where you're from, how you grew up, who are you? Okay, so um, my name is Tabitha Caro, and I'll say it in English. And um, I grew up in Georgia. And I now live in South Carolina, just about an hour away, didn't move too far. But um, I fell in love online with a Latino lover, and um, he's from Argentina. And I actually ended up learning Spanish with him just talking online. Um, Anyways, that's a different story. But he came over, and because of his work, we ended up moving to South Carolina. And I am a teacher by trade. My degree and my master's is in elementary education. And so when we moved to South Carolina, I got a position as a Spanish immersion teacher for fourth grade. And that's what I'm currently doing right now. So I teach math and science in the Spanish language. And that I first started that about seven years ago. And there is just not a lot out there for us immersion teachers that need to teach content with you know, our state standards in the Spanish language. So I started dabbling in design and how to create my own um, printable resources and a lot of 21st century learning, um, interactive whiteboard games and so forth to help enhance what my students needed since I didn't have a lot to work with. And at the same time, I came across um, this website that was very obscure at the time called Teachers Pay Teachers. And um, they let you upload and sell your digital resources to other teachers. And it just kind of went hand in hand perfect with what I was doing right then. And I've been doing that consistently for the past six years. And um, that before that, I had um, I, I guess you would call me maybe a creative spirit at heart because I decorated cake. So I had a little taste of business, but I was horrible at business. I was basically paying people to take my cakes. And so then when I got into this um, selling of my curriculum resources is when I first got my 
touch, you know, or taste of business. I really had no clue up until then. My parents are teachers. And so it has been six years really of a lot of learning and, um, I've been enjoying it so far. Well, let me ask you this. So, so let's talk about this. Um, you said a Spanish immersion. So, but you said you taught math and um, some other courses in Spanish. So when I think of Spanish immersion, I'm thinking like me, Doug Parker, going down. I, I like to go to Costa Rica. So I'm thinking, hey, when I really want to learn Spanish, because I keep saying, oh, I want to learn Spanish. Yeah, I want to do it so bad that I haven't really done anything about it. But when I get ready to do it, you know, I'm thinking I'm going to go down to Costa Rica for a month or two months or something. And I'm going to go immerse myself in the culture and just learn how to speak Spanish. Now, right. <laughs> is this where you're teaching kids that are Spanish-speaking kids in a Spanish immersion, or is it English-speaking kids that you're doing this Spanish immersion? It is technically um, English speakers okay. um, who are learning the Spanish language as their target language. So one small word I left out was partial immersion. They need to start the program in kindergarten, and at that point, they know nothing, and I admire the kindergarten teachers um, because they are working with kids who know nothing, and we as immersion teachers, we do the immersion role completely. So when they enter our classroom, we only speak Spanish with them. So my students, I'm thankful by the time they get to me, it's their fifth year in this program. So their comprehension is very well. Their speaking skills are very decent. So um, I have two classes and I have an English speaking partner who teaches um, English and social studies and we just switch. And so for, that's why it's called partial because for half of the day with me, it is true immersion. By the time they get to my class, they do not speak Span uh, English to each other and um, there's no speaking English to me. So we do really try to make those basically three and a half hours full immersion Spanish for them. That's pretty, that's pretty interesting. Now, what is the impetus between, you know, what makes somebody in kindergarten decide that they want to be part of that program? Is it a parent's decision or what is that? Yes. Yeah, so um, parents have to um, register and there is a waiting list. And it's usually in March of the school year before that they need to go ahead and get on this list. And depending in my district in South Carolina, which it's interesting because I never had any clue that this program existed when I lived in Georgia, just an hour from me. But um, they have um, Mandarin and French and German as well. And so if parents want their child to develop a second language, then they um, register, they go through, and it's just a random kind of lottery who gets in because it's still public school and funded, you know, um, as a public school system type thing. So they keep it, you know, there's no like tests they have to take or anything. It's just a uh, random who gets to get in the actual two classes that are the immersion classes. And, you know, our grade level, there's seven or eight fourth grade classrooms, but only two out of every grade level are the immersion classrooms. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, and so now this might make me a horrible person, but I'll, I'll admit <laughs> my flaws. So uh, my daughter, you know, wanted to be a school teacher, and she's a sophomore in college right now. And so I did everything I could possibly do to talk her out of it. I really did. I mean, she wanted to do it since she was like about, I don't know, 15 or 16. She worked at church, and she did all these things like, hey, get that scratch, uh, that itch scratched at church volunteering, and then go somewhere <laughs> else and work, you know what I mean? And then on the weekends, do your, your, you know, your kid thing. 
And um, she's like, no, I'm going to be a teacher. I'm going to be a teacher. I'm like, all right. So we took her down to a school, and, and I've talked about this a million times on the show, but it, the school she's going to is Dallas Baptist University here in, in uh, Dallas. But it's like $170,000 to go to school for a five-year master's program. Oh, my goodness. Right. So I'm like, hey, look, the math, they don't really seem to work out. you know. <laughs> but but with that being said, um, that's what she wanted to do, and so that's what she ultimately went, you know, went to school initially for. Now, uh, with those things kind of bouncing around, she's kind of changed trajectory just a little bit and doesn't know exactly what she wants to do, but just decided that's that's not what she wants to do. Um, and but but let me ask you, I mean, you're a school teacher and God, you know, thank God for, you know, school teachers, because, you know, they they're they're training the next generation of, of, of kids out there. But, you know, at this day and age, you know, you don't have punishment the same way you used to and people don't parent right. like they used to. And it's like a babysitting deal. And how dare you? put my kid in timeout or whatever. That's me talking, not you. Okay. But <laughs> with that being said, I mean, you've got this entrepreneurial side of you. Um, and so I'm sure, and we'll get into it a little bit later in, 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 in a, in a later segment, but I'm sure that is a kind of a juxtaposition because it sounds like you really love teaching and those kind of things, but then also like entrepreneurial things. What was the, the impetus to get going on the entrepreneurial stuff? Was it that you just wanted to make some extra money or was it more you just had creative uses that you wanted to just exercise that? Well, I, I would say it was both. I think the cake decorating, I did definitely have a creative outlet that I felt like needed to get out, but I also wanted to bring in extra income because at the time my husband's work, it brought in money, but it didn't bring in a lot. So we, we were needing something more. I mean, we didn't need it, but it would just have been nice. And, um, yeah, so I just, I love to create. That's definitely my passion. Um, whether it's in the classroom or when I was making cakes. And so, um, it just worked out amazingly that I was able to, um, do something I love creating, um, which for me, what makes money are these curriculum activities. And then to sell at the same time also fulfilled that desire to have more money, to just be, have more financial security. I'm not, um, really, um, I'm not motivated by a big amount of money or anything like that, but I do want to get to a point where, I, you know, everything's paid off and, you know, money's just not something that I'm having to ever stress about. And we're in a good position now pretty much where I don't think about money, but our first couple of years were tough where we were having to say, can we go out to eat or not? And, you know, I just, I enjoy and I'm thankful that I'm in a position now and I couldn't do that just on my teacher's salary. You know, and that's that's very unfortunate. You know, all the the public servants, whether it's police, fire, teachers, you know, the military, you know, it, it's it's unfortunate that they're underpaid, and you really have to have a passion to do those things. And hey, I, I want to tell you from the bottom of my heart, thanks for what you do as a teacher. I, I know a lot of times uh, people take that for granted, and and they don't um, you know, appreciate it. And and in the business world. The way you show appreciation typically, you know, uh, is with paychecks uh, or some level thereof. Right. But, you know, because if you just told somebody you appreciated them all day long and then didn't pay them anything, um, it, it shows their tr how much they really like their job. I'll tell you that. So anyway, um, with that being said, if, guys, if you're liking what you're hearing, like us on Facebook, share us on Twitter, you know, go into the iTunes and give us a little rating. That really helps kind of get the, the iTunes juices flowing and, and gets the rankings up there. We really do appreciate you. And after we hear a brief word from our sponsors, we'll be right back with Tabitha Carro and uh, hear more about her career pursuits and the exciting things that she's doing as an ambitious entrepreneur right here on the Ambitious Video Network. 
Are you tired of paying too much for electricity from the former monopolies and getting terrible customer service? Do you really even know how much you're paying per kilowatt? Sometimes they quote you a lower rate, but then add back in the delivery charge. Ugh, how frustrating. Go to electricity.guru. That's right, .guru for your free analysis. Who knows? With just a few referrals, you could actually earn free electricity. If you're tired of paying outrageous electricity bills, do something about it. Would you like to get a significant discount or even get free electricity? Go to electricity.guru and compare our rates to what you're currently paying. Many of our clients are saving anywhere from 15 to 20%. We also have a referral program that allows you to earn free electricity. Yes, free electricity. And you cannot beat free cents per kilowatt. Award-winning service, competitive rates, and low deposits, if even required. Go to electricity.guru for more details. That's electricity.guru. We offer free energy credits to customers who refer and activate 15 or more qualified customers to our electricity service and are not passing on a bill. To get your free energy credit, your customers must be referred through the free customer gathering website. See electricity.guru for more details. All right, we are back on the Ambitious Radio Network, and we were just kind of chatting a little bit in the break and just talking about being on the radio and, and you know, words flowing and different things. And one thing I'll tell you is, is just that I used to be scared to death to speak just in general to people or in front of people. One or no two, way. Yeah, I promise you, one or two was no big deal. But you put me in front of like six, and it's game over. I'm out. I just <laughs> We ain't doing that. But um, it, it's it's just one of those kind of comfort things, and, and the radio show thing has, has been interesting to me because I appreciate folks like you coming on because I learned so much from the different people we have on and the different backgrounds that they have. And, you know, in the very beginning, before the show started, you and I were talking about how you're a teacher and it's a different dynamic and and we talked about one of your favorite books and and I'd like to hear a little bit more about that uh, because you were talking about well it's a little different than some of the other books but that's what I like about being able to do my own show is that I can have different people and it's not the same so tell us about what's one of your favorite books yeah so um the giving tree is my all-time favorite book that I read to my students and that actually reminds me that I need to read it this year. I have it in Spanish as well, but it is a children's picture book um, by Shel Silverstein or Silverstein, I'm not sure, but um, it's just, it's very sweet. It taught, it's, it shows the relationship between a little boy and a tree and the little boy, the phases of his life as he grows up to be a young adult and then a man and then an old man and he continually goes to this tree and the tree is always there for him and initially gives him shade and lets him, um, you know, be under the tree with his little girlfriend and gives him apples, give, gives him his branches for wood. Um, and, and the man, you know, comes and goes and, you know, it doesn't seem very appreciative, but as the title suggests, it's a giving tree and just continually unconditionally giving um, to this human being. And then, um, ultimately, um, he, the tree allows the man to cut him down so that he can build a boat. Cause now he's kind of in retirement phase and wants to travel the world. And when he comes back, there's nothing left of the tree, but a stump. And, um, and the man is old by now. And the tree, you know, for the first time is like sad. And it's like, I'm sorry, I have nothing left to give. And the old man is like, you know, just sitting on this, stump now is more than enough and um so they were just together contentedly or whatever and i think the last line is something and so the tree was very happy and i don't know it just like always makes me want to cry just because of the way that that tree um just always gave no matter what and um and that was 
the happiness for the tree was in giving. And I kind of see myself as the selfish man who takes and takes and takes at times and is, you know, always looking for that next buzz or whatever, or that shiny object. But then I also want to see myself as the tree where I, my happiness is in giving. And I think as an entrepreneur, having a balance really of those both things is very important. So somehow I managed to tie that book in um, to what I think is appropriate for an entrepreneur as well. So. Well, you know, it's, 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 it, it, it's very interesting because when you were going through that story, it got me to thinking uh, that, you know, I've got a grandkid that's going to be here in, I think, three or four weeks. And, and so that's exciting. And so most people that are entrepreneurs, they're at some stage of life, whether it's, you know, where they're, it, it, you've got this kind of earning that you're going through, or it actually kind of starts out learning and then it goes to earning and then it goes to the giving back. And everybody's right. at one stage or another of all three of those at all times. But, um, you know, there may be somebody that's an entrepreneur, but, you know, they want to spend some time, you know, with a grandkid or with a kid, depending on the ages. And, you know, that might be a book that it teaches some principles. Those are those are still principles of giving. And, and it reminded me because I was just going through the compound effect with Darren Hardy um, just just today, actually. And I was trying to flip through here and see if I could figure out where I had highlighted it at, but I, I couldn't pull it up. Uh, but but basically he, he was talking about, you know, with a relationship, you know, what's the percentage split? And, you know, he at the time, you know, kind of popped off. It's 50-50, you know, because your relationship, you got to give and take kind of deal. Right. And, and the uh, whatever seminar he was in, he's like, no, it's 100% zero. You give 100%. Like, and, and to worry about getting nothing in return. And if you go about doing life that way, it will always work out for you in the relationship. Some people are going to take advantage. But ultimately, when you give that much, I think Mother Teresa said something to the effect of, you know, you give till it hurts and then you just give a little bit more. You know, right. when you go into your relationships that way, it, it works out and no one side of relationship ever, ever works. But uh, but that, that sounds like a really, you know, a giving uh, you know analogy. And that's a great, a great little book. And, and again, what I like is you bring something different to the table. So I always like to have different dynamics because that may be something that somebody can really use and, and uh, apply to their business. And, and when we're talking about business, I mean, we, we talked a little bit about the curriculum piece that you're doing. And then you've also got the iPhone uh, technology. Can, can, you, or can you talk a little bit about that, what you're doing with the iPhone? Yeah. So that's actually my baby right now. And that's my passion and um, something that I really want to share. Um, so as I was marketing my curriculum resources. I really didn't know a lot of what I was doing, but my husband, he is a graphic designer and he knows how to do photography. So he taught me how to use his camera, his professional camera and all these things. And I was on the computer editing videos and trying to create all these marketing visuals for my um, business. And they looked great and professional, but it was so stressful and it took so much time. And here I am a full-time teacher and was really spending a lot of time. I had a YouTube channel as well. And by the time I got my iPhone 5, I started realizing when I would go to do my product photo setup shoots, I would start just using my phone. And I was like, you know what? These don't look that bad. And I still need to go through an editing app for the final um, photo or whatever. And then by the time the iPhone 6 came out, video really was comparable to, you know, using just a decent professional camera. And so I just switched over. So um, my friends in the teacher entrepreneur were called teacherpreneurs or whatever. Um, they would ask me, wow, how'd you do this and how'd you do that? And I, I found it very fun to share with them. Okay, well, you use this app or you combine these apps or this is my lighting setup. 
And it started getting weird that I was sharing this through my teacher business because it really wasn't my market and my audience. So that's when I started an Instagram account and then that led to a website and then ultimately a membership site um, where I teach basically how you can create all the visual content that you need for your business with your iPhone. Cool. And, and so you say you've got a blog and then you've got the subscription. So is it, so give me a kind of a, um, is it for product-based stuff? I mean, how, so like me, I'm an entrepreneur, but I've got a, a financial services business. I've got the radio show. I've got a, an energy business. But how would someone like myself, what would be a, a good use of your service for, for someone like myself? Okay, for any, any designs that you are um, repetitively needing to make, then learning to do them on your phone is like awesome. Now, I mean, if you're... If like you have no creative desire at all and you are in a position where you would just rather outsource it, that's fine. But honestly, you would save time if you just knew how to do it. For example, all of your um, cover designs for each of your um, podcast guests or whatever, that's something that for me personally, I would have a template in Adobe Spark Post app. That's an app that's very helpful. And then that's something that as... Um, Every time I would just open up that template on my phone and I could make that new design right on my phone. If you have, I know you have a Facebook page, um, any reason to create inspirational quotes or any type of promotional memes or text on photo type designs, then your phone is great. And then also if you want to tap into any type of short little promo videos, once again, um, you know, obviously it's never, it's not going to compare with paying somebody $5,000 to create your explainer video, but for somebody and, you know, for anybody who needs to consistently produce photos, graphic designs, or videos for social media, especially, um, then you could definitely, I think you would definitely enjoy the content that I share. Now, and how would someone go about, let's say that they wanted to check out pricing or just kind of see some of the things that you, you know, offer, how would they go about, um, you know, looking you up? Okay, so I do an open and closed enrollment for right now because just trying to keep myself sane. So what I always suggest to people is I have two free courses. Um, all of my content is located except for my blog obviously that's just open and that's at tabithacaro.com which I know the spelling of my name is not very helpful with that but um, as far as the membership content you get access to um, a course site which has 16 modules right now and so when you go to courses.tabithacaro.com you will see two free courses. One is kind of just general overview that teaches you iPhone productivity, like um, hacks and shortcuts that I suggest for everyone, how to battle storage on your phone, and then a couple of great apps for creating graphic designs. And then the other free course is iPhone product videos. And so that would be for anybody who's product-based, whether um, somebody Etsy or anybody who sells a product online and wants to um, 
take a quality video of it with their phone, then there's also that free course. So I just encourage anybody to head to their courses.tabithacaro.com and try out those sample courses. And that's just kind of a little sample, <laughs> like you get at the grocery store. And if you are like, this is right up my alley and this would really help me to know more how to do this kind of stuff on my phone, then you're already um, subscribed to my weekly um weekly subscriber list where every week I send out a tip and it's not scammy. It's just every week. Okay. This app is, will help you with this. This lighting setup is great. If you're on a budget, you know, it's kind of tips like that. And then in April is when I plan on opening enrollment again. And so you would be notified through that weekly newsletter. Cool. Very good. So now let's talk about as a, as an entrepreneur or as a teacherpreneur, as you said, um, when you're doing stuff, obviously, uh, you have success and you have failures and, and all kinds of other things. So can you talk a little bit about maybe uh, one of the failures that you went through or a major obstacle that you had to overcome and how you persevered through that? Sure. There's a bunch. So well, let talk, me what, just dig back. One? Yeah, what, what's one of your favorite ones? Um, I think maybe what might be most helpful, I think if there's people in the audience that are really starting at beginning, maybe not. Um, but those who are really starting at the beginning is I, and if you're somebody who loves to create your creative spirit, like myself, I just dug my head in the sand and was just on my computer creating, creating, creating. And I was not learning from others. I, I had no idea about the whole online marketing world. I wasn't listening to podcasts. I wasn't really interacting with fellow peers who um, I could learn from. And I, I didn't even really consider marketing. I know for most people listening, that's a no brainer, but I just was brand new. I was a teacher. Um, I had no clue. And so I wish the first four years I really didn't even know what an email list was or anything. I had like a Facebook page and a blog and that was it. Um, and so if I knew now what I knew initially, if I had taken the time to not be so obsessed with this need to keep putting out products and actually take the time to learn smarter, not harder, then, um, I mean, I would have, you know, maybe advanced more, um, financially. I mean, I'm not disappointed at all with where I am, but I know that I, I wasted a lot of time, I think, in creation, content creation, and not in marketing, which is just as vital, if not more so, with your business. Well, you know, one of the things that I love that you just said, and, and you kind of went through it, but you, you were saying, hey, I, I didn't get around to other people. I, I was just kind of buried in, in either content production or, you know, you're kind of working in the business, right? And so as an entrepreneur, one of the things that we can really be guilty of because for whatever reason, in our mind, it all makes sense, but sometimes verbally articulating it or putting it in writing for someone else to do, it's like, just give it to me. I can do it. I'll just do it because you can do it faster than having to explain it to somebody and then do all that stuff. But what happens is it, it creates this choke, uh, this, this uh, choke point because you're having, eventually you have to do everything and then you can't make any progress to do the things that only you can do. And so one of the things that, that I often, um, you know, just kind of, you know, want to share with people is you've got to get around successful people. I mean, it's, it's in Proverbs. It talks about, you know, Proverbs thirteen twenty. he who walks with the wise will become wise. Um, there's a million things that you know, Jim Rohn used to say that you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. I mean, there's all these different things that are seemingly very simple, but when you get into the grind, especially you're a full-time, you know, uh, employee, you, you, you're a teacher, you're trying to do this other stuff. 
and finding ways to do things that seemingly are non-productive right now, um, like marketing or whatever, because you're you're just spending time or money or efforts on things that are you know that are not the product can be difficult. But I think that's great to get around other successful people, find ways to roll up your sleeves and learn from other people's successes. So many times you hear people learn from other people's failures. I would prefer to learn from the success. You know what I mean? The failures, we can leave those behind. Those people aren't making it happen. Let's go with the ones that are making it happen. But um, that is just a great, great story, great information. And today we got Tabitha Carl with us, and she is just knocking it out of the park, school teaching, you know, got curriculum. She's sharing with other teachers. She's finding ways to make it happen. And then this iPhone app and the tutorials. And, I mean, it's just great information. That's a great thing about America is that you can find something that needs to be done. You can do it or do it better than somebody else, and you can make a living doing it. And so that really is a great thing about the, the entrepreneurial uh, experience here in America. So if you like what you're hearing, you can text us the word ambitious to 69922. Standard messaging rates do apply, but we'll notify you as we have new episodes and things that are going on. Next, we'll be talking more to Tamika about the ambitious things that she was doing now and what's next and how she goes through making a decision right here on the Ambitious Radio Network. Another RepairMyCreditNow.com story. Home ownership. It's the American dream. It's a goal you've always hoped to achieve. You've spent countless weekends looking for the perfect house on the ideal block. The rates are low and you've saved enough for the down payment. Unfortunately, now the mortgage company says there's a little hitch. Okay, let's be honest. It's a gigantic, gargantuan hitch. It's your credit. And it looks like your estimated house payment will be (laughs) a lot more www.repairmycreditnow.com. Hello, this is Doug Parker with repairmycreditnow.com. Do you have less than perfect credit, a repo, maybe some late payments, a collection account? Are they being reported accurately? Studies show that over 70% of Americans have inaccuracies on their credit reports. Where do you fit in? Go to repairmycreditnow.com for your free credit report evaluation. And remember, your credit is your future. If you want to get started now, log on now. RepairMyCreditNow.com. RepairMyCreditNow.com. www.RepairMyCreditNow.com. All right, we're back on the Ambitious Radio Network, and we've got Tabitha Carl with us here today, and she is just lighting it up, telling us all about the different things she's doing as a teacher, educating folks on, you know, whether it's the kids, the Spanish stuff, the immersion, or whether it's, you know, other teachers on curriculum, or maybe it's someone that just wants to promote their business, and they want to use their handy-dandy iPhone to do most of that work. Uh, Welcome back to the show, ma'am. How are you? I am doing great. I'm enjoying my time on your show. Well, thanks so much. We're enjoying it. I'm sure the audience is as well. And, you know, one of the things that that I kind of like to do is to dig into the entrepreneur's brain and kind of deconstruct it, figure out what makes it tick and how does it work. And I know that you said, you know, your one of your primary focuses right now is is the iPhone stuff that you're doing, the apps and the training and those kind of things. But how do you kind of go through that process of making the decision of what's next? Because you're full time. I mean, you're working as a teacher and that's enough work on its own. I, I saw a, a picture on, I think, Facebook the other day that it's like um, government funded school room teacher-funded school room, you know, and it's the same room, but this has all the, you know, the doodads (laughs) that teachers buy to put in their rooms to make them, you know, welcoming to kids. Um, Right. So you got plenty to do, but how do you go through that process, that thought-making process of what to work on, what to, what not to work on, instead of just going home and watching TV? 
Well, sometimes that happens, but <laughs> um, what I am doing right now, I feel like I'm always, I've not yet found my system that I just love for really nailing it down as far as what should be my next action step, but I use the Trello app, which um, is an app and a website that you, it syncs, so you can either be on your computer or your phone, and um, it's free, and so you can just make boards, so that is like your main category, so that might be smartphone marketing school, I might have a board for um, Flapjack Factory. That's a um, educational membership site that I've just started as well. And then, so all your ideas are kind of like the boards and then inside the board, you can make lists. Um, so that would be, you know, different tasks or different ideas, projects that you're wanting to pursue within that big idea. And then within that list, um, the list is composed of cards. So if I'm like, okay, I want to do a Pinterest design course next, which is actually um, something that I'm trying to get myself planned in doing. So I would create a list, Pinterest um, iPhone design course or whatever. And then I would just make cards that kind of lay out and you can move the cards all around. So you can just kind of you know, get it all out in those cards and then you can reorder as needed. And then from there, whatever I feel like becomes top priority once I can see it, it goes over to um, my Google Calendar. So in my Google Calendar, um, on, either on my phone or on the desktop, I have different calendars for the different facets of my life that are color coded. So anything for my teaching job is yellow. Um, anything for smartphone marketing school, I believe is red. And then anything for my curriculum business is purple. So um, any, whatever I feel like, yes, these are must do's. I put them over to the calendar and then that's what I will check on a daily basis on my phone or either on my desktop as far as what I need I know that I need to do to get, you know, those next steps, steps in action and rolling to um, execute whatever I, whatever project I want to do next. Gotcha. Well, you know, and it's kind of, it's kind of interesting. So I, I was on uh, John Lee Dumas's show, Entrepreneur on Fire, back several months ago. And one of the questions that it asked is like a, favorite app or you know software or whatever and you know what I said was Outlook and it and I kind of felt lame when I was going through it <laughs> but I was like no like I really use it like I look at it every night it syncs with my iPhone I look at what my schedule looks like the next day I've got it color coded and like it really is super helpful and it's been around for a hundred years but if you really use Outlook like it's designed to be used, it's super powerful. And so to hear yeah. you, you know, when you're juggling multiple things and and you're kind of like a, a a mini serial entrepreneur, you know what I mean? Like you've got this <laughs> momentum going and, you know, you've got a couple things going and you have to keep it organized. Otherwise, unless someone is like a 200 IQ or something, you know, you can't keep <laughs> up with all the moving parts. Unless exactly. you've got something. And so I loved hearing that, that you're using the color-coded calendars as well now. You said, was it Trillio was the app? It's Trello, T-R-E-L-L-O. And um, it's very popular. There's another one in, uh, that is actually paid. And you can pay for Trello for a business, but I, I've never needed to. And I think what you said is super important. Like, I have yet to, like, do a course on the Trello app or my system because, you know, it changes and, I, and everybody's so unique and it's really about finding what works with you, your personality, what you're comfortable with. So like if you know Outlook, 
upside down and inside out, then that's what you should be doing, you know? And I think, um, trying to always learn or, Oh, I need to maybe change to this system all the time. It never makes you really excellent at, you know, one system of organization. So I think that's, actually smart and I don't think you should feel lame at all <laughs> well you know and and it's it's just you know because you hear about all these cutting edge people they're doing all this you know different cool stuff and some of these apps like I, I don't even know what they are I mean I'm relatively technological and I mean I'm looking at my my computer screen I got four monitors and I'm you know I'm pretty savvy on that stuff but I'm like what the heck is all this stuff these guys are talking about <laughs> but uh but anyway um now so let me ask you this so so you know like you're, you're you're getting comfortable now I can tell you're you're flowing right now do you like talking in front of people obviously you can talk in front of kids but do you enjoy giving you know speeches and talking about different things from an entrepreneurial standpoint well um I am an introvert by nature and I don't remember the word but there's a word for the type of introvert that I am which is I can perform when I need to but I'd r much rather just be on my couch with my dog you know working or whatever but um I I have presented on um smartphone marketing techniques within the teacher entrepreneur world at several conferences. And, um, I'm always so glad that I did it. And during it, I'm, I'm enjoying myself, but beforehand as an introvert, it's like, I probably, um, you had a recent guest and I believe his name was Justin. He was talking about visualization and everything. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I probably need to check out his book because <laughs> I think that would help me being an introverted entrepreneur because I do want to share and I'm very passionate about it. But when you don't necessarily have a talkative outgoing personality, I mean, I'm pretty quiet around my house and with my husband. Um, it is, it requires energy, but I do enjoy it. And I'm always glad that I did it. Well, there's no question about it. And, and that visualization, the reason why I ask that is I, I often like to ask people, if you if you were to you know be able to go do a, a speech on some subject and it's not necessarily what you're an expert on maybe it's not on teaching maybe it's not on you know the iPhone stuff but is there anything that you're passionate about if you could go do a TED talk or just talk to a, a group of people that you would really feel passionate about talking about this particular subject? That is an interesting question. Um, I I think I feel very passionate. I, I, I don't know if I would feel ready to speak about it or whatever, but I, I feel very passionate about, um, you know, everyone as much as possible, especially, you know, those who are in the United States, like taking as much opportunity as you can to learn from different cultures. Obviously that's what I promote in my job on a daily basis with my students, um, with the Latin culture. And then, you know, I married an Argentinian and he's an American citizen or whatever, but I just think I've learned so much. We've traveled around all over Japan, Egypt. Um, and I, I just think it, it just broadens your horizons. And I think it, it just helps you kind of have, a more global perspective. I don't know if I feel like in a position to speak about it, but I know that's something that I'm very passionate about just because of my own personal experiences and all we did with um, my husband to um, through immigration, getting him over and things like that. And, um, you know, I think, I think more understanding will just, um, it always helps us you know, helps the world be a better place and helps us um, interact with each other in a more positive 
level. That makes a lot of sense. And I know that's kind of a, a little bit of on the spot, you know, kind of a thing, but, but it, 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 it tells a lot about your know, different experiences. I, I happen to grow up out in East Texas, which if you're not from Texas, it's a very rural, you know, out in the country kind of area. And, you know, then I moved to Dallas whenever I was basically 19. And sometimes I'll go home and it's like, my goodness, it's like so many of the people, it's like the <laughs> views that they've got on stuff. It's, and I don't know that I ever had those views, but I I remember fitting in when I was there, you know what I mean? So it's like, dang, right. you know, I've gone on and, and gotten, you know, a little bit, you know, like the metropolitan area of Dallas, Texas, you know, not Japan or worldwide, but I've gotten a little <laughs> bit more sophisticated. Um, but, but I think that does make a, make a huge difference. And that's, those are good points to, you know, to bring up is just finding ways to be exposed to a little different culture and, and other things can really help you broaden your, your thoughts on things and how, you know, how you look at stuff. So that's, that's really good stuff. And there was another question. Oh, what I was going to tell you was, so, so yeah, Justin Ledford was on the show and highly recommend anyone that hasn't heard his episode, go back and listen to it because visualization and, and, you know, it's, it's kind of the thing of like breaking the four minute mile back, you know, how many ever years ago when, when that was done, it had never been done in thousands of years. Then one guy does it and he's visualizing it. He's going through it in his mind and he ultimately gets to it the next year like 130 people do it and so it's crazy once barriers get broken how you know banister he does it and then boom everybody can do it and now there's (laughs) kids in high school that do it it's ridiculous but there was another episode that i did back uh about a year ago with beth uh below it's b-u-e-l-o-w and she has uh a, a group that i think it's called the introverted entrepreneur I think is the name of her uh you know kind of her group and she wrote a book and it's a really really just great concept and so I think that you two would match up very well and I think she does a podcast too so you could probably you know talk to her but just if that's your personality style I think you could really get some great information and and that's another thing guys if, if you guys and gals if you're listening today and maybe you think you've got entrepreneurial spirit and ideas but you feel like you're an introvert and so you don't want to get out there on the bleeding edge or the front of things um, you, you may you may want to look at it and see because there's there's some people like myself. I'm pretty outgoing. I'm pretty out in the front, and I don't mind stepping my toe and and not a problem. It, it, even if I'm in front of people, it doesn't bother me. But there's problems with that sometimes too because I'm more of like a shoot 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 and then aim later. And sometimes <laughs> the introverted people are a little bit more calculated. Uh, they they kind of yes. pull back just a little bit. They analyze it a little bit more to make sure that and they're more like the aim. Aim, aim. Maybe shoot, maybe not. <laughs> right. So, maybe I'll wait till tomorrow. <laughs> absolutely. And they get that paralysis analysis sometimes. And so there's, there's, there's benefits to all of those things. But I think that those two episodes would definitely be, you know, some information that you could pull and, and, and utilize that uh, as well. So that's, that's you know, I, I love hearing about this. Like I said, the different stories and the different types of folks, it takes all different types. One of my prayers is that, Lord, put people around me that are more analytical than I am, even though it wears me out sometimes because they want to ask all these <laughs> questions, but it keeps me out of the ditches. It keeps me on the path where I can do what I need to do, but I have to purposely think through that because if I don't, they will frustrate me to know. And I'm like, just do it. I don't care. Just let's go. <laughs> so it's kind of a crazy thing. So thank God for all different types of uh, different folks. So um, with totally. that being said, yeah, it kind of wraps up this part of the episode. And then when we jump back, we'll uh, talk more to Tap about what she does to recharge her ambitious body, mind, and spirit right here on the Ambitious Radio Network. Hey, 
Hey, Ambitious listeners, you hear us interviewing entrepreneurs all the time, and there's a common theme. They want to be more productive and improve their communication. As an ambitious entrepreneur, you're always on the go. So turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. The Ambitious Radio Network recently partnered with Grasshopper to offer our listeners a special discount. Log on to ambitiousradio.com and click on the Grasshopper banner in the bottom right-hand corner. Get a new business number or keep your current one. Sound professional with a main greeting and multiple extensions that forwards callers to your mobile phone or others in your organization. Get a toll-free number or local number for your business with multiple extensions. Set up each extension with custom call forwarding to any phone in the world. Get your voicemails emailed to you as an audio attachment or transcribed an email. Keep business calls separate from your personal calls. Plans start at $12 a month with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Remember to click on the Grasshopper banner at ambitiousradio.com for a special discount for our listeners. Join the over 150,000 small business owners that have stayed connected with Grasshopper. See how Grasshopper works. It's the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn the world into your office. We are back on the Ambitious Radio Network, and we're wrapping up the final segment in this episode. And, you know, guys and gals, you're listening right now. you got a teacher that's working all these crazy, you know, hours. And a lot of people think, oh, they get off at 2 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon, except for all the homework grading and the bus route guidance or whatever and the tutoring and the before and after and all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, Tabitha's sitting here. We're talking to Tabitha Caro. She is doing a couple different businesses and a blog and all these other things. So doing all that, I mean, it charges you up, but sometimes it drains you down. Uh, what do you do to kind of recharge your ambitious body, mind, and spirit? Is there anything specific that, that you like to do that really just recharges you? Um, it's funny when you ask that because I was like, oh, I think that's something I need to work on. But um, for me... I am very attached to my phone. Um, that's my business portal. And that is um, really when I open it, I'm going to be thinking about business. And even school, I have apps that help me there as well. So um, for me, it's definitely making sure I um, turn off as many notifications as possible. And I will, um, on my iPhone, I'll put on the do not disturb and, um, you know, just taking time, it could be just, um, watching a movie with my husband or watching a documentary. And even recently, um, I am trying to work on my book reading. Um, I have always, um, used the Kindle app on my phone cause I've been such a big proponent about, okay, everything on my phone and being earth friendly. And, um, but recently I was like, you know, what? I'm going to buy a hard back, you know, a paperback book. Um, because I just needed to separate it from my phone. And so that would, you know, just give me time to hopefully get that out of my brain for just a few minutes while I'm reading an old fashioned book or whatever. And um, that's been helpful to relax. Um, I definitely recommend massages. I, I don't give them as often as I would like, but you know, I try to go like once every month. I have a lady um, that I really like, and that is very helpful. It's kind of like a treat, you know, and it's not, um, unhealthy, you know, like going for like ice cream or whatever. And it's something that is really good for your body. So that's also something I've tried meditating and, um, I need to keep trying at that. (laughs) So far I have not been successful, but, um, I do want to be, so that is something I, try every now and then you got to turn the notifications off before you start meditating 
Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I'm just like, I'm the same way. I'm like, I get ADD. I'm like, okay, I'm trying to meditate. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to, yeah. I'm trying to breathe. Yeah. Now, come on, let's get back to business. Let's go. I can't do it. It's, it's, it, uh, it's like so impossible. And I know it would be amazing to give my brain that break but it's like how long can you concentrate on your breathing and I'm sure all the people that meditate are like you're missing it you're missing it but uh, it's just tough oh yeah I promise you I asked and there's a lot of people I've had on the show that do meditation I'm sure they're looking at the two of us and are like these guys are idiots <laughs> they, what are they thinking but hey you know what at the end of the day I try it I've done it a couple of times and I'm like you it, it's like it is so hard for me to unplug I I've got to just when I get stressed out when I'm not when I am unplugged, I like to be plugged in and moving because it yeah. keeps my mind, you know, motor moving and, and those kind of things. Yes. Now, you talked about documentaries. Um, you kind of brought that up. Do you have a favorite movie or favorite documentary that, that you like or you've recently watched that had some good good points to it? Yeah. Um, I recently watched, and this is not, this is an old one. Um, I'm trying to think if this is the best one, but there's just, there's so many good ones. But this one was um, you know, this one, it would be amazing. Actually. Um, it's called $1 a day. And, um, these two young guys still in college and they're actually studying economics or finance or something. Um, they went to Guatemala and did kind of a social experiment for 56 days and tried to live as the people in a very indigenous, um, small village lived on just $1 a day. And, um, they had kind of their situation and they really tried to work the economics of it. And they um, took out a like small loan that was available to them nearby. And they really tried to do everything just like the people nearby did. And it was, it was such an eye opener once again to the struggles of other people, you know, um, in other countries. But it, it was also interesting that there was a business side to it as, you know, they were trying to calculate and make sure that they would have enough money really to get them through those 56 days. And one guy got sick and they had to, you know, pay for that. And um, it, it, it was very interesting. And of course, you know, I speak Spanish, so I really love that whole um, aspect of it and everything. Yeah. Well, so, so then let's talk about that. Do you, when you go to vacation, do you have a favorite place you like to go? Do you guys go to Argentina a lot or is there somewhere else in the world you like to go? Well, um, when we go to Argentina, my husband actually is there now. He just went last Thursday. Um, that's, it's like a family trip. Like I, I'm there to be with the in-laws and it's family time. So we don't really consider that vacation. Um, every once in a while we have um, gotten to take a trip when we go there, but we honestly don't really like to go to the same place twice too much, but Jamaica was a wonderful experience. And that was like an all inclusive, which isn't really an authentic experience, but just the people and the vibes. And I just love that whole tropical feel. And that was amazing. And, um, Egypt was really an eye opener to the whole, um, Middle Eastern culture. And, um, I myself had um, spent a month in Morocco in um, a home for children. and um, But if I think about like a place that I would want to keep going back again, usually not. We just got a camper this summer and um, we've always loved camping. So we do, um, we went to Gatlinburg, Tennessee like a year ago, like or two years ago, I believe in the winter. And, um, it was just amazing. We actually got a cab in that time, but, um, we definitely, our plan is hopefully to make a lot more use of, um, our camper. We might trade it in for our RV and cause it's like a trailer camper and try to really see more of this country. Cause we've done a lot of outside trips, but, um, there's just so much 
obviously in this great country to see. So I'm sure in Texas, we've got to hit some spots. So I promise you. Well, you know, so I was listening to Tim Ferriss actually today, and he was talking about that this year he is going to, you know, to take advantage of all the great things that are here in America. And you're right, Texas, it's crazy how big Texas is. So like from the, from the east border to the west border, if you are on the east border and you get to the west border, you're more than halfway to California. Um, wow. It's crazy how much Texas uh, takes up from left to right and from north to south. But um, lots of great stuff here, no question about it. And if you're ever in the Dallas area, hey, look me up, and you and the husband and I and the wife will all go grab some, some something to eat or something. But Definitely. Uh, so we're getting kind of close to the end of the show here, but I would like to know about just kind of your daily routine. I mean, what type of sleep does it take to operate that brain of yours? What time do you get up? What time do you go to bed? What does an average day look like for you? <laughs> So I listened to your guest, Pam, when she talked about, and her day sounds so balanced and amazing. And I was like, oh no, but, um, it's something that I'm working on. And, um, right now, because I have to be, um, in my classroom by 725 in the morning. And unfortunately I am a night person and I need to work better at training myself to not be, but that's, it just really is who I am. So I, um, I usually, my, there's no real morning for me. I'm just trying to make sure that I get to work on time. <laughs> and then I do my job. I'm focused as a teacher. And then once I get home, that's when I usually give myself a couple hours to just kind of, you know, rest, decompose, you know, um, if I need a nap, I'll take a nap and, um, take a walk with my dog. That is my baby. That's, I don't have any children. And, um, then probably around six or seven is when, you know, I'll either hit my computer or hit my iPhone and see what is on the agenda. Um, oftentimes I'm interacting in my membership Facebook group. Last night we had a Facebook live with a fellow member talking about blogging on your phone. And so a lot of times I'm interacting that way. I also am really big on Instagram because um, it's visual content and that's what I love. So I usually try to get out a post there on both of my business accounts there. And um, that's pretty much what I do. Weekends are often dedicated to actual more content creation, whether it's for my membership site or some visions I have for future projects. But I will tell you that this past weekend, I decided to, because I've, I've typically been a healthy person and I was always an avid runner. And once I started my third project, you know, um, smartphone marketing school, I just, it was like something had to give and I um, have not been running. I've just been, you know, I'll walk and I have an exercise app that I'll use. So this past weekend I gave up sugar <laughs> and it has been like the worst thing in my life. Like <laughs> I, I, you know, I've had operations. I've been deathly sick. Well, not really, but I mean, I've had things and this is like the worst. Um, but I was losing so much time just like being foggy and always needing a nap. And I'm really excited that I took this um, turn to try to get that back on track because um, I just think I'm going to be a lot more productive once I get my diet on track. And I watched some documentaries this weekend on that as well, um, which kind of was like, okay, this is what I need to do because in the end, you think that you can skip corners here and there to increase your productivity and you end up crippling yourself. And I feel like I was starting to get into that rut where we were just eating pizza or whatever. So I'm going to work on my diet. And when my husband gets back from 
um, Argentina, then um, we're going to start, you know, maybe a walk, um, you know, couch to 5K type deal and get the physical back into the routine as well. Yeah, that makes sense. I heard somewhere the other day that you can't exercise enough to overcome what you put in your mouth. <laughs> so totally, it, totally. If you can stop it there, it really, you know, makes a huge difference in how much exercise you have to do to uh, to maintain. So, well, I appreciate you coming on the show and sharing with us all these great, you know, inf- just pieces of information and uh, hang in there, keep doing what you're doing, and, I, and it'll it'll always work out if you just work hard and do right and take care of people. It, it it's amazing how it works. So thank you for your time. We really do appreciate you. And just kind of the last question, real quick, maybe. 10, 15 seconds. If someone wanted to engage with you, whether it's on Twitter or LinkedIn, Facebook, whatever, how's the best way to engage with you and, and what's the uh, address to do that? Um, probably Instagram, you're going to find me the easiest or Facebook. Um, I am on Twitter as well, but my um, URL and my profile name is kind of weird, but I'm just smartphone marketing school. And honestly, if you Google that, you're going to come across um, my blog and website as well. And um, if you go to courses.tabthecard.com, that's where you could um, go ahead and take advantage of the free course offerings that I have. If you're interested in how you can create visual content with your phone on the go really quick. Um, so yeah, that's it. And I just want to tell you that this has been an awesome hour speaking with you and I have enjoyed it very much. I think you're very insightful at really pulling out from your um guest speakers and I've totally enjoyed it. Well, cool. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I hope our guests are enjoying it as much as we did because I enjoyed it as well. And again, that smart school marketing. No, smart, smartphone. Smartphone <laughs> marketing school. So let me do that again yes. here. Smartphone <laughs> marketing school. And you know, you can go there and then also Tabitha Caro, T-A-B-I-T-H-A-C-A-R-R-O. And if you Google that combination, she'll come up and you can definitely engage with her. She said Facebook is probably the best one there. So anyway, guys, thank you so much. Thanks to our sponsors. Ambitious Radio could not do it without you. Tune in Saturdays to Ambitious Radio where we interview thought leaders and exciting entrepreneurs changing the faces of their organizations. Remember, you can make money or you can make excuses, but you cannot make both. So go out there and be ambitious. Thank you for listening to the Ambitious Radio Network, hosted by serial entrepreneur Doug Parker. Join us weekly as we have engaging conversations with ambitious entrepreneurs and thought leaders on topics that can be applied immediately after listening. Like what you've heard? Listen to other interviews at ambitiousradio.com or subscribe on iTunes.